Welcome to another episode of the Covenant Podcast on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. The Covenant Podcast exists to equip listeners with theological content from a 1689 Baptist perspective. As you can see, I've got my friend uh, John DeVito here. Welcome to the podcast, John. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, if you uh, have listened or followed the Man of God Network for very long, uh, you know John DeVito. He was uh, one of the co-hosts on the Modern Marrow Men. Uh, It's an excellent resource uh, thinking about issues related to the law and the gospel for Christian living. So we encourage you to check that out uh, in the archives. There are many good episodes that you would benefit from. Uh, But today, brother, as you know, our listeners don't, we're at the annual MARBAC conference, the Mid-America Reformed Baptist Association of Churches. And we've carved out some time after this conference to speak a little bit about something that I know that is dear to your heart, something that you recently taught about at Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary on uh, our uh, polemics course. Uh, So the topic of our conversation today is evangelizing Mormons. But before we jump right into that, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing good. It's good to be here. Good to be in person, uh, being able to, to spend some time together with you. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Really glad to see you and really appreciate you, brother, and how the Lord uses you and uh, your preaching opportunities regularly edified by listening to your messages. Um, Our audience knows a little bit about you. You've been on to talk about family worship in the past. Uh, You've done multiple episodes on the Sabbath that I still have the opportunity to point people back to. So thank you for coming on. But uh, for our listeners that don't know who you are or why we're talking about Mormonism with you, can you introduce yourself and specifically talk about uh, your past with Mormonism? Yeah, well, I, I was raised uh, as a Mormon. And mm-hmm. Both of my parents were converts into the Mormon church. Um, that's where they, they married, uh, was, was there. And so, uh, you know, raised, uh, at, with, with parents and members at, uh, going to church every Sunday, essentially. Mm. Uh, so, so that was my childhood, uh, typical Mormon upbringing. So I was baptized at the age of eight, um, for a, a young Mormon man received the Aaronic priesthood at the age of 12, mm. uh, received my Aaronic, uh, priesthood blessing. Uh, when uh, in my younger teenage years, uh, continued uh, at, like a typical Mormon youth, really. Um, but really about high school, uh, became much more interested in, in worldly things <laughs> um, and, and just lost a lot of interest in spiritual things. Hmm. Uh, to where really by the time I graduated high school, uh, you know, you, uh, Mormons raised in the church are often expected to, to go on your two-year mission, which is why you see, mm-hmm. you know, generally men two by two, you know, walking around in the streets or riding bikes or things like that. But by that point, I just didn't care about spiritual things. I didn't really deny the faith uh, or, or deny the Mormon church. I just didn't care. And so didn't, didn't, the idea of spending two years doing Mormon missions work was, was not you know, something I was, was wanting to do at that time. Thought maybe in the future, who knows. Uh, so anyway, I wound up going off to college and, and really in many ways, essentially being a Mormon agnostic. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so going off to college, uh, my, and then my freshman year, my first year at college, I met a woman who's not my wife, uh, but she was raised Southern Baptist and uh, made a mistake. She asked me, do you believe in God? And I said, sure, uh, there's probably some God out there. You know, she took that to me. I'm a Christian. And so we started dating and seeing each other. But in that time, I, I quickly saw how devoted she was to her faith. I mean, mm-hmm. she, she was 
um, you know, going to campus ministry. She was, you know, reading the Bible. She was praying. She's doing all these things. And, and I saw her and I said, you know, I haven't cared about this stuff in a while. But if, if she wants to care about this, these things, if these things are important to her, then I still really kind of had enough Mormon DNA in me that uh, I wanted, I, I said, she needs to know the fullness of the gospel. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I, I knew in order to um, help her recognize that, I was going to have to understand what Christians were saying against Mormonism, kind of researching the, 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 the Christianity, the, the arguments against Mormonism. Um, and uh, it, it was in that research that I really started struggling as, as I was learning more of the history of, of Mormonism, learning more of the, the doctrine of Mormonism. And also started going campus the campus ministry with her to spend time with her, but the Bible's being taught, you know, the gospel's being presented. So God kind of both used that that research that I was doing to undermine whatever Mormonism was left in me, but also to uh, help me understand more and more clearly the true gospel is presented through mm -hmm. the Bible. And and uh, so it was, it was really through that campus ministry and the campus minister pulling me aside and, and just bringing the gospel to me and challenging me with my relationship with Christ uh, that, that uh, led me to recognize it's, it's Christ alone who saves. Uh, it's, it's, it's all of him and what he's done for me on the cross. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it's his righteousness, not my own, that... Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the foundation upon which I'm saved. And, and so uh, it was really through recognizing that and my need for, for Christ and in his perfect righteousness that, that led me to salvation. And, and so um, that, that's kind of my conversion, uh, which, which eventually, of course, led me to continue growing in the faith and, and, and recognizing, though, still the need for Mormons to themselves hear the true gospel, mm -hmm. to recognize that the church, uh, for however moral its people may be, uh, is, is, is not preaching the true gospel, is, is, is not um, offering the salvation that Christ brings. So, so it, it's, it's led me to uh, both reach out to Mormons with the gospel, uh, as well as to help educate uh, fellow Christians about how to reach out to Mormons, given my own history and, and, and background and experiences. Hmm. Yeah, thank you for uh, giving your testimony to the Lord Jesus Christ and how He saved you by His grace and uh, brought you out of Mormonism. And in my knowing you, I know that you have a passion and a burden that the Lord would save many other Mormons. Yes. And... Uh, commend you in that, and we want to talk with you because we think that we could be benefited by what you have learned, your studies. And so I want to ask you two questions, and for this first one, uh, feel free to take it wherever you want. What should Christians know about how Mormons view God, so that way we could better evangelize them? Yeah, it's a, well, it's a huge question. Um, obviously, God is, is the foundation upon which uh, we believe and rest. Uh, our, our faith, I, in, in my mind, the best way to, to really explain it uh, would be through understanding how, how I'd really summarize the whole Mormon worldview. You know, when we think of the Christian worldview, biblically, uh, we think of it, you know, in terms of creation, fall, redemption, uh, consummation, right? This, this, this whole purpose in which God has uh, created and sustained us for His glory. Mm -hmm. um, 
and in that history of redemption. Uh, but, but for a Mormon, it's very, very different. Uh, and, and so it, it's summarized well by a well-known uh, dictum by the fifth president of the, the LDS Church, Lorenzo Snow, uh, when he said, as man is now, God once was, as God now is, man may be. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, where, where, where we think of the, what, we, what we may call the uh, creator-creature distinction, that, that God is, you know, wholly other than us. You know, God is spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mormons would, would see God as, as a personage of flesh and bones like us. Um, so, so Jesus is a second personage of flesh and bones like us. Uh, and, and, you know, the Holy Spirit uh, doesn't have a body, flesh, and bones. But, but, but the point is that there, there's not this Trinitarian understanding of God, mm-hmm. that God eternally exists as three persons uh, equal in, uh, you know, glory and, and eternity and, and honor and those kinds of things. So really, you have this confusion between creator and creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you could think of it almost like we're the same species, right? Uh, and, and so it's just God in, in, in this understanding is further developed than we are. And so as God has become, so we too can be. Uh, we can be, be, become gods ourselves by following the, uh, what's, what's often called the eternal law or eternal plan of, of progression. And, and, and of course, that's uh, revealed and explained uh, through the, the, the Mormon church, the Mormon scriptures, the, the Mormon prophets that we then follow and obey. So um, fundamentally, getting back to your question about God, uh, completely different, completely different. Uh, and, and yet... They use a lot of the same language we do. Mm-hmm. They'll speak of God the Father. Mm-hmm. They'll speak of Jesus Christ. They'll speak of the Holy Ghost. They'll... Some of them call themselves Christians. Yeah. Oh, man, off, I mean, uh, there's been a, a, a strong movement towards emphasizing the, the formal name of the church. They don't even like the name Mormon anymore. Uh, um, or, you know, really using it at all. They, they've moved away from that. Mm-hmm. The formal name of the church is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and they'll emphasize that and put Jesus Christ in big letters. And, and, and so absolutely, there, there's a move towards uh, being understood as Christians, and um, that, that, that's a whole idea there. And, and so that in terms of engaging them, just remembering that, uh, as, as is often said of, of many uh, cults and, and new religious movements, uh, that they have the same vocabulary but a different dictionary. Yes. That that you know if they're using words like salvation and and, and grace and um, you know these kinds of ideas, God and, and heavenly Father and, and the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, all all this kind of language, they're usually meaning different things. So we don't want to get confused in thinking they they may sound more Christian than they are. Mm. Uh, but we need to make sure we properly understand. The language they're using, almost like if we were going to, in a mission field to another people group, we want to learn their language. We want to use their understandings about you know God and man and those kinds of things to be able to to reach out to them with the gospel. So we want to do, even if they're already using you know English, right? We want to do the same with Mormons. Would it be proper to say that they're polytheist? Like when they speak of the oneness of God, uh, they're speaking there of like power authority would it would it be proper from our perspective 
Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't, you know, if, if they obviously wouldn't like the term polytheist, at least the ones I'm, I'm familiar with. Uh, but but if, if pressed in terms of their understanding, it, it would become some form of polytheism. I've heard of other arguments used like henotheism, kind of there's a yes. supreme god among other gods. Again, all that could be debated um, because you, you could even, if you go back, like some have gone back, okay, was there a... Uh, heavenly Father to our Heavenly Father, right? And you get into some of those more speculative ideas. Um, but, but ultimately, yeah, the idea that there is one eternal God uh, and that there is no other uh, is, is not true of Mormonism. They're, they're, they're through the, this eternal plan of progression, uh, can be more and more gods as there's the exaltation of mankind uh, to godhood through, through the, 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 the church and this, this plan of progression. Hmm. So uh, that's very helpful. Um, if I were to summarize your argument there on your practical application on how you might help Christians think about how Mormons understand God, would it be right to say that the summary of what you just explained to us is that their conception of God is entirely different than who we worship as Trinitarians, the one God who is one in being, three in persons, but they're using very similar terminology in their explanation of God, which makes things difficult for evangelizing them. Therefore, we need to learn their terminology to help. Yeah, I, I mean, a Mormon could say, you know, I'm saved by believing in Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for my sins. And mean every word of that. Mm. And yet they mean something different by, you know, salvation, Jesus Christ, uh, you know, grace, sin, it, it, those kinds of ideas. They, they mean something different by it. And so if we want to effectively communicate uh, the gospel, mm. uh, it, when, when, you know, you, we mean something different when we use that language than they do. And, and we want to be able to speak to them in such a way where they recognize that. Um, and so, you know, with that, that would be a longer discussion of how to do that. But there are resources out there that, that help equip people to do that. Um, you can always ask for an explanation if, if you're engaging with a Mormon, making sure they're defining, well, what do you mean by salvation? You know, uh, what do you mean by grace? What do you mean by, you know, Jesus? Who, 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 who do you understand Jesus to be? Uh, who do you understand God the Father to be? Those kinds of ideas. And so, with, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. But, but at its core, the, the better you recognize the differences underneath the similar and, and, and common language, uh, the, the better you're going to be at, at reaching out and engaging with Mormons. Very, very good. Thank you. That's very helpful. So that was my first question to you. How do we, uh, can you help us to understand how Mormons understand God so that way we could better uh, engage them and evangelize them? And you've answered that question. So my second and last question is, how do Mormons understand the doctrine of salvation and how they become Christians? And what do you think Christians should know in order to be equipped to evangelize them with the biblical doctrine of salvation? Yeah. Well, again, that, that, that goes back to this whole idea of this eternal uh, plan of, of progression. So uh, in, in, in their understanding, there, there's a, a pre-existence where you have Heavenly Father, again, uh, God of flesh and bones, and Heavenly Mother, 
who have uh, spirit children. Uh, the first son is, is Jesus. Uh, another son is Lucifer. And then all of us are, are, are the spirit children of Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in the pre-existence, there essentially is God the Father holding a council uh, to determine how his children can become like him. And there's two plans presented. You have Jesus who says, you know, give them free will and, you know, wipe the slate clean in their mind so that they can uh, learn what it means to live out this life and ultimately then become exalted. Uh, and, And that means me dying on the cross for their sins. Uh, and so, but, but uh, you have this whole process that, that Jesus presents to God, uh, Heavenly Father. And then you have Lucifer saying, no, no, people will be lost that way. Essentially, you don't want to give them free will. You, 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 want, you want all of them to, to go and, and do this. And so um, God the Father chooses Jesus' plan. So Lucifer rebels along with, you know, the host of heaven. And uh, they become Satan and his demons, cast out of heaven. Uh, and so the rest of us uh, are enter into this world because we uh, we went along with this plan. We 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 agreed with you know Heavenly Father's plan and, and Jesus Christ's plan. So essentially, um, we are given through the church uh, the, the 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 revelation of these truths so that we can then follow in them through uh, the church that He's established under the prophet who continues to reveal to us what we need to know. Uh, so again, very different understanding of the gospel. Uh, salvation in Mormonism can mean anything from the fact that all are raised from the dead uh, through through Jesus' death on the cross to be judged. Um, to, to the, the exaltation to Godhood of eternal life through, uh, you know, uh, believing in, in Jesus, belonging to the church, uh, obeying the commandments, and, and eventually reaching uh, exaltation. So, so salvation can mean a lot of different things, but, but essentially the gospel is not, uh, you know, God the Son, eternally God, becoming man, substituting himself in our place so that by faith alone, trusting in, in what he has done for us on the cross, in the wrath of God being poured out on Jesus, his righteousness mm-hmm. being imputed to us uh, so that we are saved by Christ and his righteousness alone, uh, not by anything we do, that, that what we do is then uh, because the Holy Spirit's working in us to conform us more and more in the image of Christ. It's, it's done out of gratitude for our salvation, not in order to be, uh, to, to receive eternal life, those kinds of ideas. So, so, you know, there's a lot more that could be said in how to effectively communicate that. But, but again, understanding these two very different gospels, I Mm -hmm. think is, is, uh, essential to try to communicate more fully the gospel that's uh, revealed to us in Scripture in which our hope is found. Amen. That's an excellent response, brother. And uh, I've asked Brother John DeVito to do a very difficult thing, which is to speak about in a very important subject in a very limited amount of time. Uh, My camera has a time limit on it, so the battery doesn't die here. We're recording uh, at Marbac. Uh, But I do want to say that our brother has lectured on these very subjects at greater detail and greater length, and perhaps we can 
link in the show notes to where you can listen to where he gave more lengthy lectures uh, on Mormonism and how to effectively evangelize Mormons. But thank you for uh, at least answering those two very important questions related to Mormonism and for taking the time to have this conversation with me, brother. Thank you, Austin. And uh, to our listeners, we thank you for continuing to listen to the Covenant podcast. We wish you grace and peace. God bless.